Welcome to the Brew Crew Review Podcast, the show by fans for fans of your Milwaukee Brewers. Hello, Brewer fans, and welcome back to another edition of the Brew Crew Review Podcast. This is podcast number 108. I'm your host tonight, Vince Travato, joined here on the set by the great man himself, Mr. Scott Bartell. Scott, how are you tonight? Uh, doing all right. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. Uh, do we have our fellow co-hosts? Uh, I know you keep track and try to get these guys on the air. Are Craig and Chad joining us tonight? Um, actually, I don't know. <laughs> I talked to Craig. Um, it sounded like he was either at uh, in the middle of like some war-torn country with heavy fighting or a children's playground. I honestly could not decipher which it was. Um, <laughs> He knows he knows the work tonight for our podcast, right? I mean, we are professionals um, now, yeah. so I don't know if he knew that we were scheduled, but tonight is the night. So, um, Chad actually let me know that he's he's prepping to teach America's youth now. So uh, this is sort of his busy time. So he did request a, a brief hiatus from the show. Actually, by busy time, I thought it was because of football refereeing because I saw a picture of him on Facebook posing like the statue on the Heisman Trophy in his football referee uniform. And he was celebrating the fact he has been a referee for 20 years now. Oh, wow. Um, yep. Yeah, that's also incredibly possible that, um, I mean, in addition to teaching America's youth, he's also uh, refereeing them. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, well, there we are. So, okay. Well, we've got uh, the two of us at least, Scott. So um, the Brewers, just to recap here, uh, since our last taping, we had a uh, series on the road in St. Louis against the Cardinals and unfortunately lost that series. We went one and two and then a uh, uh, series against the Diamondbacks at home over the weekend. The Brewers were two and one and did win that series overall three and three on the week. Um, Scott, I think that you nailed the pick on the week for the record. Uh, what were your thoughts on uh, on the two series is? And let's start with the Cardinals. Uh, Cardinal series, man, thank God we got the last one because, uh, getting broomed would not have been cool. Um, but no, overall, I mean, I was actually surprised our pitching wasn't terrible, but our hitting really hasn't shown up. So, um, yeah, Brewers, Brewers were no hit. I think it was through, was it six or seven innings in one of the games against St. Louis? Um, I think it was later than that. I think it went to that. Yeah, I think through seven. So I through think, seven. I think seven in the eighth. eighth. Okay. Yeah. That's right. Yep. Yeah, that was kind of brutal. But what can you do? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the so the bats disappear in the series in St. Louis, and you know we had talked about it on the podcast last week, but unfortunately this is crunch time. So you know, we're not sitting in April anymore. We're in, you know, mid to late August at this point, And the Brewers are, uh, you know, three, three and a half games back um, out of the taping in the division of the wild card. And we need to, we need to win, you know, games against teams in our division. I, I think it's pretty apparent. We've got still a, a decent number of games left against St. Louis and Chicago, but you can't afford to lose series as, uh, this late in the year to division rivals. So, um, I, you know, to me, that one stung a little bit. I know it was on the road, so we weren't necessarily expected to win the series. But, again, just because of the timing in the year, um, you know, I, I know that mathematically the games count the same in April as they do in August. But that being said, um, you know, when you're looking at things like momentum and you're looking at things like, um, you know, just the sheer logistics of, of making up games in the division race or the wild card race at this point in the season, uh, we got to start winning series, especially against division rivals. So, um that was a disappointment to me. Um, we can jump right away to Arizona. I, you know, it was great. We got off uh, to wins both on Friday and Saturday. Lost the Sunday game, unfortunately. Um, I'm pretty content with the, you know, series win at this point. I'm not expecting that we're going to sweep every series. Uh, obviously, that would have been nice on Sunday, but uh, came up a little short. Uh, what were your thoughts on the Diamondback series, Scott? Uh, Diamondback series was kind of sort of a little bit more of the same, really. I mean, um, like, if you look at it um, – I, I mean, I'm thrilled that we got two out of three. I mean, that's definitely good. But, yeah, the first game uh, we handled things, I guess. The the pitching was significantly better. I mean, we gave up yeah. a total of six runs in the, in the three-game series, right? So, yeah, yeah. Much. you can't expect anything more out of that. Um, yeah. Yeah, but we only and, scored and go, 12? 12 runs? Yeah. Yeah, 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 Not total. Right. And then um, going – 
going through the rotation, I guess, this last time around, we saw really good performances. Uh, Jordan Miles has been pitching great, actually, since he was acquired, um, for the most part, at least, uh, uh, at the deadline by David Stearns um, and the Brewers. So kudos to Jordan Miles for continuing his pitching. Uh, Zach Davies, not so much. He had a really rough game on on Sunday. Um what do you think? And, and we should get into maybe some, some news here on the team first before we get into kind of analyzing the starting pitching a little bit more. But um, the Brewers did make some moves this week, some roster moves, and some ones that I think were a little surprising. Um, so the Brewers designated for assignment opening day starting pitcher, Ulysses Chassin, who was a big part of our playoff run in 2018. Um, he has since been released since his DFA. Um, he has been injured and is injured right now. So, um, Perhaps it's just with the free up some roster space, but surprising nonetheless. The Brewers also, uh, let's see, placed pitcher Jeremy Jeffers on the disabled list, recalled pitcher Ray Black uh, in his place, and sent down outfielder Ben Gamble to AAA San Antonio um, and recalled infielder Corey Spangenberg, uh, who made his Brewers debut on Saturday. Um, and as a side note, became the 874th guy in. Brewers team history that wear the team's uniform here in Milwaukee. Um, but what were your thoughts on the roster moves? And then let's talk about the starting rotation and what that looks like now um, with Chassin gone, Woodruff still hurt, um, and guys like Lyles uh, filling in, and guys like Brent Suter pitching very well in AAA. Well, there's kind of a lot to unpack there, so I'm, I'm bound to forget at least two or three of those points. So you may have to. Remind. Yeah, no, I get I get excited during our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> um, no, but, I mean, when you look at Chessine and Jeffers, um, I mean, those are two guys that were uh, such a vital part of, of our success last year, um, and neither one of them mm-hmm. this year. Uh, yeah, with Chessine, I mean, I don't want to look too deep into it. I think it's just – I mean, I don't think it's anything like, um, you know, like us trying to, you know, completely cut bait with him. Like, it's just – I mean, even though that's what we did, like, I don't think there's any, like, hard feelings there. I think it's just uh, – it's a numbers game, and he wasn't able to help us anymore this year. So may as well, um, yeah, open up that roster spot. So I think that that's all that was. Um, yeah. And Ben Gamble, actually, I, I'm a little surprised by this because, um, I don't know, like it, it seems like uh, he, he's done a pretty good job. But actually in the last month, I, I had no idea. Uh, he's, uh, in the last month, he's hit a buck, uh, a buck 76. So uh, definitely scuffling. Mm. And, um, yeah, I just I, – I don't know how I was completely unaware of it, but, um, yeah, it just uh, hasn't been able to put it together uh, lately. So why not uh, set him down, let him get right there? Uh, no sense in uh, continuing that trend at the major league level. I mean, like you said, this is, this is our absolute crunch time. I mean, the next two weeks, um, or really this week especially, are, are really going to decide things. Yeah, and – and kudos to your interns for getting you those stats on Gamble here in the last month there, Scott. But, um, yeah, it was a little surprising to me. I thought that Gamble had played fairly well this year. I, I didn't realize his numbers the last month either. But, um, you know, overall, in the big picture, he had been, you know, a serviceable outfielder at least and played pretty good defense, could fill in at a few different outfield spots. Um, so, yeah, it was a little, little surprising. Um, that being said, you know, Corey Spangenberg, he has a track record, at least a, a little bit of one by – being a three- or four-year major league veteran uh, in the majors of San Diego before this and had been hitting well at, at AAA. Um, so, you know, maybe you try to get a hot bat in here. And, you know, one one caveat to all this is that the rosters expand again, you know, in a fairly short order here in six days uh, at this point on, on September 1st. So you do have uh, all these guys eligible to come up when rosters expand again um, in just a couple of days. So my guess is, is that you're going to see Ben Gamble and, and, and others back in the big leagues uh, fairly soon when the rosters expand since they're already on the 40 man. Um, and I guess just to get back to the point on Eula Chassin, who, um, who, who we were just discussing, he is a free agent at the end of the year. Um, so by him being injured, I guess that if the Brewers really didn't think that he was ready to come back at any point to be helpful to the team this year, it would make sense to just free that roster space. So um, it's not like we lost the services for next year since he's already going to be a free agent. Right. And I think Gamble, um, he might actually fall into this uh, little area where I think since he was sent down, I think he has to stay down for like 10 days or something like that. Um, so it's possible that he might just have to wait a little bit, but I don't think it, it counts as like an actual option for him if he comes up in the next like 20 days, I want to say something like that. So 
should work out pretty well. Well, yeah, and I wasn't sure about that. So maybe you maybe you've done some research. And so I, I wasn't positive. I know that the ten day rule is in effect most of the time. I just wasn't sure if that was still in effect after rosters expand in September. Is that still the case? So September first, you don't get to bring up the guy if they were sent down within the last ten days. Because I, 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 except in the event of an injury, I, I wasn't sure how that worked actually after September first. So are you you're 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 saying that he's still going to have to be down until like September fourth or so, uh, given the ten day rule? I believe so, but. I, like it seems like every time we get these rules down, they change them on us. So there's a little bit of murkiness to it, I guess. I don't. I'd say I'm about ninety percent sure. How's that? Okay. <laughs> Even with uh, I mean, not good enough research. Not good enough for West Dallas, where our paid sponsors uh, like Benos at this point. But yeah, okay, sure. We'll we'll roll with it. Um, so let's. Let's put on our, our optimist hats at this point and say, all right, the Brewers go on a little bit of a run here over the next, you know, few weeks. We're we're looking at we're within a game or two games going into the last week of the year. Um, who do you think the Brewers are going to rely on in that rotation uh, at this point? Scott, given the injuries and given the guys that maybe or maybe not coming back at this point, um, and again, just to reemphasize, Brent Suter had a great outing last night again in San Antonio. He's, uh, I think, thrown four games down there um, and pitched outstanding in all of them. I think last night he went four or five uh, scoreless innings um, with the mission. So he's been he's been pitching really well. And I had a chance to catch up with him a little bit on Saturday night. He said his arm was feeling great. He said that uh, he's been missing Milwaukee. Um, he's very excited to get back. Do you think we're going to see? Uh, Brent Suter returned to either the bullpen or the starting rotation uh, before the year's out? Um, I think so, actually. Um, I don't see any need to, like, you know, rush him back or anything like that. Like, if, if let's say, you know, in, in the middle of September with a couple weeks left in the season, uh, if, you know, if, if we were basically out of it at that point, um, I'd still bring him up because if he's ready, he's ready. I mean, what difference does it make? Like, let's see what he can mm-hmm. do. I mean, why not? Like, and he's he's definitely itching to get back. He's been gone for uh, what over a year now. Like so, all year, yeah, yeah. Um, same thing with um, I mean, Jimmy Nelson could be back. Uh, Woodruff could be back. So there's a lot of things that could definitely happen. I mean, um, uh, Adrian Hauser's had uh, some some gems lately, actually. So yeah. I mean, Yep. It could wind up being an interesting rotation. I mean, it just might be one of those things where, um, I don't know, I forget what it is. It's one of those like Vince Lombardi quotes, like, um, we didn't lose. We were just behind when we ran out of time or something like that. Or I don't know. It could be be like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's a quote, but could, yeah, no, fair, fair enough. But sure. <laughs> he always does, but I I think we're also going to be adding obviously to the bullpen with um, you know some guys who are currently in AAA when these rosters expand. I think you're going to see Jacob Faria back in the big leagues. Um, you know, if I had to guess, we're probably going to see guys who've been up and down all year. Guys like Aaron Wilkerson or Taylor Williams back in the big leagues. Um, Ray Black stays up. Uh, guys like that. I don't know who else that we have in AAA that we have not seen yet might get called up. I don't think that there necessarily is anybody in that category at this point, but um, certainly we're going to see some guys added to the bullpen, just if nothing else, to get some fresh arms for for, for the team down the stretch here for the last, you know, four weeks of the season. Um, the guys like Chase Anderson and Gio Gonzalez, Chase has really struggled, it seems like, and so is Zach Davies, unfortunately, his last few starts. Um Gio's been a little bit more stable, but, you know, he's had a rough outing here uh, as well. Um, so I, I, how do you see things shaping out if the Brewers need a pitcher, you know, all, <laughs> all hands on deck, uh, win it or you're done type of scenario. Say that we're in the last week of the year and we're facing elimination or we're one game back. We've got to pitch one guy. Who, who are you going to put out there right now, given the current injuries? Um, you said something if we need one game at the end of the year? Yeah, like say that we're going into the last week of the season and we are we are either like one game back facing elimination or a scenario like a game one sixty three like we had last year against the Cubs. Who do you throw right now as our as our best starting pitcher who's currently available and healthy or who will be available and healthy by the time 
that we get to that point in, you know, another four and a half weeks. I, I certainly hope that uh, Woodruff is back and not only back, but back to his, his old self. Um, so yeah, would be the guy that I would go to, but I guess the other part is when we're talking about all these bullpen names, I mean, you're talking about how many people are going to be in that bullpen. I mean, like usually like a heavy bullpen is like 13, mm-hmm. but then when rosters expand, like, don't be surprised if, you know, you add like three to five more. I mean, um, yeah. So with that in mind, I mean, it definitely opens the, uh, opens back up the option for the bullpen game. I uh, wouldn't be surprised if, um, something like that happened. Uh, it really just depends on the timetables of some of these guys that are injured and, and how soon they're going to be able to contribute. Yeah. And I'd be, I'd be, for what it's worth, I'd be shocked if, if, David Stearns and, and Craig Council didn't take full advantage of roster expansions to bring up a full complement of guys in the pen. You know, all the guys that I just mentioned, anybody really who's on the 40 man um, who could be serviceable, I think is going to get the call. Um, so, I mean, I think that September is all hands on deck. Definitely guys like Freddie Peralta will be back. Um, you know, and I, I, I just assume that there's going to be a full complement of guys in the pen. I don't think it's going to be like, some years where we call up two, three guys, where you know we're seeing 27, 28 guys. I, I think it's going to be closer to 35, 36, 37 guys on that team at the end of the year, um, just because we might as well. I mean, there's really nothing to lose by doing that at this point. So um, it is an option, and it is something the Brewers might want to consider. I guess to answer my own question, from my perspective, I think I would throw Geo right now, just given the fact that we don't really know Woodruff's uh, status with his injury, unless. Did you talk to our anonymous source, Tom Carter, about Woodruff and when his timetable might be for returning? Because then our anonymous source, Tom Carter, mentioned something like he had some inside knowledge about that. Uh, for who? I'm sorry. I, I was just I was trying for, to get over. I for, just heard Tom Carter's full name, and I was really he didn't um, <laughs> wanted to remain anonymous. So I I thought you were just going to say Tom, but then I, when you said Carter, like I was a little taken aback. No, I was just saying our anonymous source, Tom Carter. I thought said something about he knew when Woodruff was coming back from his injury. Do you, did you hear him saying anything about that? Um, he actually alluded that um, how the Brewers play in the next, like, two weeks is going to determine if Woodruff comes back. So Interesting. Yep. Not great news, but hopefully we'll just have a good couple of weeks here. Yeah, well, let's, let's hope so. Um, yeah, and it's going to be interesting, again, with all these interdivision games, the Brewers are really going to have to – to make some noise against teams like the Cardinals and the Cubs. So uh, it'll be very interesting uh, here down the stretch, or it'll be very uneventful. The Brewers, you know, continue to lose series, or, you know, three, four games back uh, throughout this process. We've been playing 500, just kind of hovering there. We haven't, and this has been going on for like two months where we haven't really been bad enough to fall out of contention or good enough to really make a run. So it's, it's kind of frustrating. And I think that we talked about it in one of the podcasts, a week or two before the trade deadline where we kind of were, were hoping that the Brewers would either solidify themselves as a true contender and then go make some moves that really brought in some, some top-tier talent at the deadline or, unfortunately, fall out of contention to the point where we at least knew and uh, knew that the team wasn't going to be in contention so that we could either deal guys or at least know what we were getting into instead of this kind of like, you know, weeks where we continuously go three and three, it seems like, or, you know, win a few, win four, out of five, but then we lose four out of five. And it just, it's like this, this 500 treading water, uh, you know, team for the last two, two and a half months. It's, it's been a little frustrating, I think, uh, for most Brewer fans. Yeah, no, I mean, like you said, I mean, we either wanted to like, <laughs> obviously, uh, make a run and, and, you know, put ourselves in a great position or, or just, fall all the way out of it and be like, Hey, all right, let's get something for Grandal. Let's get something for Moose. Like let's do something like that. Because I mean, it's, it is a, both of those guys have mutual options for next year. Right. So, I mean, right. And since both of them were all stars, like these are guys that are still going to be looking to get paid. So I don't know that they're going to rely on a one year deal again. I don't think they went into this uh, previous off season though, uh, thinking that they were going to get a one year deal. So I guess anything's possible, but um, yeah. yeah, no, it's, Definitely, uh, definitely going to be an interesting couple of weeks, I guess. Um, but yeah, no, we didn't either of those things. We just, you know, hung around. And I mean, the good thing is, I mean, with all the, with all the injuries and all the like players that have really scuffled, um, that were so good last year. Um, I mean, as of, 
like as of this taping, I think we're like two games out of the wild card or something. So, I mean, we're right there. Yeah, two games out of the wild card and three of the division. So, yeah, we are right there. And it is, you know, still August, and there is still a full five weeks left of baseball. So, or, you know, close to it. So, it's going to be it, – <laughs> it's going to be an interesting month. And I know that we pointed it out on other podcasts, but it remain, or it should be said again and repeated. But the Brewers have played, uh, you know, their best baseball the last few years in September. Um Certainly in 2018, we had a dominant month where we just, you know, uh, tore, tore up September. And uh, even in 2017, remember that team who was pegged to finish a, probably fourth place by many prognosticators uh, ended up being eliminated with only two games left in the season from a wild card berth at least. So, yep. um, and that came about because of some good September play. And I, 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 you know, I think that many in the Brewers are kind of hoping or counting on that being the case again this year. And that remains to be seen, but certainly the potential exists. Um, again, just because we're playing so many games against division rivals. So um, the Brewers do control their own fate in many ways, and though I'd rather be up by a couple games than down by a couple games, the fact remains that we've got the opportunity to win games against teams in our division that make up some lost ground that way. Yeah, and I think we we went over it fairly extensively um, last episode, but um, if we can survive the next, like, week or two – we can make a serious move. We got some cupcakes in September that we can clean up on. So, um, I mean, like we really haven't had like the 10 game losing streak or the 10 game winning streak. Like this whole year, like you said, it's been pretty much like just sort of, you know, win a couple, give a couple back. Like it's just been a whole back and forth, but like um, it's definitely something where we have the potential to make a big run in September. We just got to get through the next couple of weeks. Yeah. And I think that you're right on. And there's, uh, it should also be said, I don't think the Brewers have played their best baseball this year yet. Do you? I mean, I, no, I look no, at the team, I, I see a lot of talent, but outside of maybe literally the opening week of the season, I don't know that this team has really put it all together at the same time. We've had, you know, little glimmers where you, you've got some games where the team wins in dramatic fashion and, um, puts it all together, but then again, they lose, and then it's uh, right back to where we started from. And I, I just don't think we've gone on a roll or been uh, playing our best baseball at any point this season yet. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, there's always – it seems like there's always, like, three of our eight guys on the lineup are scuffling, like, massively. Yeah. It seems like there's always, like, half of our starting rotation is just you, – you just have no faith that they're going to be able to put up a quality start. Our bullpen – Right. Um, it has been like basically the reason why most Brewer fans have heart conditions this year, because <laughs> I mean, it's been, every single time it's been a white knuckle, like kind of, kind of thing going on. And, and it's just, it's been wild. No, we definitely have not yeah. played our best ball, but uh, here's the thing. Like we have what 30 games left or something in the year, like <laughs> 30 some games. Like uh, if, if you're going to play your best ball, you better hurry up and do it. Well, yeah, and that's that's exactly right. So, well, we'll see. That should be an interesting few weeks, as always. Uh, in in Brewersdom, we have not had many years where we just run away with the division. And I, I know we've said it before, but um, you know, I don't I don't think it would have been a wise statement to say that the Brewers were going to run away with this division by any stretch. So, I you know, again, even though we have not put it all together, um, you know, we're still kind of right where we had hoped or thought we might be which is within a couple games of both the division and wild card at this point so um it it should be interesting as always um uh scott so let's switching gears just a little bit i had a chance to go down to san antonio to uh see their final homestand of the year um this past weekend uh great time great to be down in san antonio for the second time uh for me this season um so you know the the missions are also within a couple games of the playoffs but also had a chance to see a lot of guys who have been with the Brewers this year. Had a chance to talk to guys like Kyler Saladino and uh, a guy who was up last year, Nate Orff, and uh, Brett Suter and others. And, um, you know, everybody's really tracking on the Brewers this year. I think that uh, – I think we still have a lot of talent in AAA. Um, you know, our offense has been really good down there. And the Brewers have made some signings recently. Guys like Austin Ross were – uh, been hit well in their brief tenures as, uh, in the Brewers organization. So, um, do you see anybody that's a surprise that might come up uh, when rosters expand in September right now? 
Um, surprise. I think that everybody you just mentioned uh, is probably going to be up. Um, yeah. I, I think – And some guys, we, we'd have to make a roster move. You know, that was the thing. But that did just happen with Corey Spangenberg. So we've seen that David Stearns is willing to kind of think outside the box a little bit. All of a sudden, well, Eula Chassin, our opening day starter, was DFA'd uh, to make room for Spangenberg on the 40-man. And, and who knows what other surprises David Stearns might have up his sleeve. Yeah, I mean, I would expect just about everybody on the, just about the, like it's going to be an all hands kind of kind of thing. Like if you're on the forty, like you're coming out. Like that's just the way I think it's probably going to go down. Yep. Yeah. No, I I, I tend to agree. What about, um, um, Troy Stokes. Any chance we'll see him? Maybe. Uh, you know, he's been he's been scuffling a little at the plate, but not bad enough where it's not out of the realm of possibility. I think that he might be a kind of a sleeper pick to come up. Um, plays great defense. You want to go glove this year, uh, or last year, I should say. Um, that's where I think he fits I in. Think, um, I mean, you can't, yeah. can't have enough uh, gold glovers. Yeah, and you, we could very well see him. Um, Tyrone Taylor might be another guy that comes up. He's been hitting. Uh, ton down in AAA this year. Um, yeah, so certainly we could see guys like that. I think we'll probably see guys like Tyler Saladino come back up just because, again, they're on the 40-man, um, so it doesn't make any sense to not bring them up early, and we'll probably see the return of Travis Shaw again to Milwaukee as well. Um, I'd be surprised if he wasn't there. If nothing else, he provides a left-handed bat with a bit of pop off the bench, uh, even though he obviously has had a very bad year um, for Travis Shaw standards, but I'd be I'd be Really shocked if we didn't see him back in Milwaukee uh, by the end of the season after Rosters experience. Yeah, no, I agree. So, um, what about Jimmy Nelson? That's one guy we should talk about a little bit more. He is currently uh, with the missions. Um, do you think that we're going to see Jimmy come back after Rosters experience? Um, really depends on how he's pitching. Um, I mean, I. You know, I, I think that he should be back either way. Like, he was um, – obviously, he was out for most of – well, he's, he's been out for so long, and then he came back. I mean, he he's done a lot recently, I guess, for this organization. Like, I'd like to see him back up. Um, I, yeah, yeah. I don't know if, if they're going to relegate him to, like, okay, well, you're going to be, like – you're only going to toss during garbage time or something like that, like – um, it, it really just depends on how how effective he is. I, I don't know. Did you get to see him down there in San Antonio at all? Uh, I saw him, but he didn't pitch. He was just sitting in the bullpen. Um, was sitting right behind him, actually, but uh, didn't get to actually see him get into a game. I saw Dillas Gara, who threw one inning, I think, for the Brewers all year. I saw him pitch. Uh, so he he came in in relief. I'm trying to think of other guys that were um, – guys on the big league level this year that pitched when I was down there. I think that that was it. Guys who had actually been in a Brewers uniform. So, no, I, Jimmy didn't pitch when I was there. I mean, I thought I heard he was doing all right there. So, I mean. In... Well, Scott, you've got you've got interns that can look up these stats for you. I just tell you're aware. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't trust them. I mean, from, from what I see here, it, <laughs> I'm like uh, – yeah, I mean he's doing okay. Like he's doing, he's doing okay, but um, not good enough to be put in a high leverage situation at the major league level yet. That's just that's. The yep, yep I, I I agree, and I you alluded to it. I think I think garbage time. You know, games that were up or down a bunch are are games that we're going to see Jimmy pitch. We saw Hernan Perez pitch in a game again recently, um, actually out here in Washington D.C. and. Um, those types of opportunities would be great to see a guy like Jimmy face big league hitters again. And um, hopefully we're up a bunch instead of down a bunch during those times. But um, yeah, I think that those might be better opportunities for guys like Nelson. Just, you know, he's had another loss here mostly because of the injuries and um, you know, he had, I think three starts and then he had a bullpen appearance and then he got injured again. So then he's been you know, either rehabbing or pitching the minors or on the disabled list. So I don't think he's necessarily ready again for for prime time yet. But, Plus, I mean, well, um, in his in his circumstance, I guess, um, I'm I'm less reliant on like the stats that he's putting up uh, in AAA because I'm more concerned with like I, I'm pretty sure that when he did get sent down, like they had a very specific plan for him of things that they needed him to work on, um, and 
like I'm sure that there's, you know, looking at everything, like tinkering with, um, you know, uh, his delivery, his arm slot, like, I mean, just about anything. So, um, you know, if, while that's a work in progress, like I'm not, I'm less concerned with the results and more like the results on paper, I guess, than, than I am with uh, him being able to do that. Like if he's able to replicate, you know, obviously what he did two years ago, then he's going to be successful. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and I, I think that we're going to have to, you know, really think about both Jimmy and then Corbin Burns in the offseason, just to kind of see what we have. And we should actually mention it. Corbin Burns uh, got sent from Milwaukee to AAA about a month ago, and then from AAA to AA. And then from AA, he's now on, like, this special pitching assignment where he's really just working with coaches sort of behind the scenes, I think, in Arizona at the Brewers Developmental Camp. And um, – something clearly isn't right with Corbin. We've talked about it on other podcasts, but I mean, I think that it really remained Corbin to me is a huge question mark. I mean, the guy who's had a great track record in the minors pitched well in 2018 and now is, it's not even pitching for an affiliate at this point because something is, is amiss. And I, I, I tend to think, and again, this is without knowing or without our colleague, Tom Hodricord, even asking any questions, but I tend to think this is more to do with the mental side of the game than it is the physical, um, just because you don't lose talent that quickly at all levels. Um, so I think that yeah. both Jimmy Nelson and Corbin Burns are going to be major question marks coming into 2020 that we're, I'm sure, going to spend some time on in, in podcasts to come in the offseason here. Well, I can tell you this, that if, um, if we did think that there was some kind of, um, you know, mental, like, kind of issue or, or some kind of, like, blocker uh, that's just preventing him from executing the way he did last year, uh, the last thing I would want to do is send him to four different or three different levels to figure it out. Like, let's just get him somewhere, like settle in and like get, get him right. Like you don't want to mess with them and bounce them around across the country. Like, I mean, that's the last thing you want to do, but um, no, I, I just, I, I really think that uh, he, the good news is he's so young. He has a devastating slider. And he and he can hit ninety five plus on the gun. Like, you don't give up on people like that. So I, I fully believe that uh, Corbin Burns is going to figure it out. It's just a it's more of a matter of of when than if. Good. No, and, and I I hope to to share in your optimism. I think that you know I I'm just hopeful that we can figure it out this off season because I think if it extends too much further down the line. And say that we're having this conversation in June or July of 2020, that perhaps at that point, that's when the Brewers might have to really make some serious, serious decisions regarding his future. So, um, you know, you can you can certainly put up for, you know, with, with a guy that with that kind of talent, you can certainly put up with a bad season. But I think when you start talking about multiple seasons, um, that's when it really becomes an issue. So we'll see. Uh, you know, and we'll, again, we'll talk about that on, on future podcasts to come. But. Um, so in the short term here, let's let's get into the week uh, now. And the Brewers are at home for three games against the St. Louis Cardinals. And then we go on the road for three to Chicago against the Chicago Cubs. Um, what do you see for us here in the, the week to come here? Six games total, three against each team. Um, I don't think you're going to like my, uh, my, my guess here. Like, uh, it's, well, only Scott, it's, not, it's not up to me. I mean, you know, it's your guess. Well, Okay. Um, I'll say this. I think I've only actually predicted a sub 500 week once this whole season, but you can double that okay. now because I, I'm predicting that we go two and four. I just think, um, not that yeah. I think these other teams are better than us. I just think that they're catching us at the right time. Um, we're just not healthy. We're scuffling. We haven't quite put it together. Yeah. But having said that, um, it seems like the Cardinals are figuring it out, you know, as we go into September, go figure. And then, um, but uh, the Cubs, they've had some, they've had some injury issues too, and they're kind of scuffling too. So um, maybe right. playing them at the right time. So maybe we'll be able to sneak in, but I believe since that series at Wrigley, uh, that's why I said that we're going to lose both series. So. Okay. All four. right. So that's two and four. Sorry. Okay. No, it's okay. Prove Scott. me um, wrong. I'm gonna, Prove me wrong. I'll, I'll, yeah, I hope so. I'm going to be slightly more optimistic, uh, partially just to be different. I'll say three and three. Um, 
Yeah, I'll say three and three. I think that we're going to lose. Boy, yeah, we could really go two and four, couldn't we? Um, I think that we win two of three against the Cardinals and one of three against the Cubs. Yeah, we'll go with that. So, okay, we'll say three and three by the week. If if I would predict it, uh, predict the three and three, I would have flipped it. Mm-hmm. But I'm not flipped it, and then two. Yeah, take two from the Cubbies, and then one against uh, the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah, but you know, if, if I was optimistic, if I was thinking with my heart, but I'm not. So two and four it is. Okay, well, fair, fair, fair enough. I mean, you have the liberty to choose what you like. Um, all right, well, uh, those are our predictions. We will have to get back to you on social media with our colleague. Uh, predictions from Chad and from Craig. Um, speaking of social media, please don't forget to give us a follow on Twitter at Brew Crew Review One. Um, give us a follow on uh, iTunes. You can find our show on there, and then um, make sure you send any email questions. Yeah, any you know, any questions via email to us at Brew Crew Review Podcast with an S at gmail.com. Scott, I'm going to throw it to you now. Um, do you want to go through our mailbag here? What do we have for questions from fans? We've got a little bit of time yet. Why don't you find us one of our questions we've been meaning to get to here for several weeks? Um, okay. Um, let's see. I, I did have one queued up. I'm just trying to pull up to see where it's from. I remember the question, but. Uh, yeah. Here we go. All right. Uh, the interns pick one. Yeah, it's fine. Okay, this one is from, uh, here we go, Chad O. in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, Chad says, which team do you fear the most uh, when it comes to the division this year? Uh, do you, are you more concerned with the Cubs or the Cardinals? Oh, interesting question, Chad, yeah. uh, from Milwaukee. I will, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the Cardinals, and the only reason I say that is because they seem to always play well down the stretch. They're a great September team. Um, I know we got them last year in September, um, but we also got the Cubs last year in September too. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Cardinals, and I I just think the Cubs have been like us, unfortunately, very inconsistent this year. There's definitely some holes to exploit on that team. I'll so I'll say the Cardinals. Um. I would agree. And actually, like, when I look to see, like, um, I mean, you could just break it down. Like, the, um, uh, the, the lineups, they're, they're about even. Uh, starting mm-hmm. pitching, I, I actually like the Cardinals just a little bit more. And the bullpen, I definitely like the Cardinals more. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, fair, fair enough. And they've got a track record in September, and they're a you know, well-disciplined organization. They've got – you know, some veteran guys down there. I, yeah, I, I give the nod to the Colonels, uh, not even take away from the Cubs, but I just think that the Colonels have proven time and time again that you cannot take them for granted. And in September, taking them lightly, they come back and win in weird ways. They've got, you know, even going back to years like 2006, an 85-win team wins the World Series because they get hot at the right time in September and October. Um, 2011, again, Brewers dominated that year in the division. And I know that sometimes there's not consistency. Teams change all the time and personnel changes, but there are organizational philosophies that carry through. And I think that the Cardinals um, are the prime example of that actually in, in major league baseball, where they've got a, a team philosophy that kind of extends year to year to, despite changing personnel at times. So, um, and then you've got a few consistent or constant guys like Yadier Molina and other guys that just are always seeming to find ways to beat, you know, teams that they're trying to beat for the division or the wild card. So um, yeah, I'm going to go with the Cardinals as well. Yeah, I mean, and, uh, thanks like, to, thanks, they've thanks. done a lot of horrible things too, though. I mean, so that's you know, I mean, whatever. Yeah, that's, laundry list of horrible yeah. that organization has done to cheat, and you know, I don't really like them. But. Oh, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying they have an organizational philosophy that allows them to win a lot of games in September and October, whatever it is. They somehow managed to win uh, a lot in months that are critical. I mean, you remember last year? Geez, they fired Mike Matheny in July. And yet they still came back and were very much in contention until the last, you know, week of the season. So it was, it was kind of similar, but um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see how things shape out. It's like we, like we said, it's going to be a very interesting couple of weeks. Apparently they were the only team that uh, outbid us, I think for uh, Miles Miklas. So um, oh, well. could have used a guy like that in the rotation right about now, eh? 
Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, we also could use Wade Miley uh, in our rotation right about now and a bunch of other guys. But yeah, here we are, and this is what we got. So, um, yeah. I mean, hopefully Jordan Lyles just continues to be hot and winds up being the folk hero that um, Miley and Justine were last year. Yeah, and that's all it takes. I mean, sometimes it really is that simple. You've got a guy who isn't necessarily viewed as being much more than a four or five starter in Jordan Lyles, Jordan Lyles uh, from any team around baseball, but he is a guy that if he gets out at the right moment, um, conceivably could carry a team, especially a team with a lot of injuries to the rotation like the Brewers have had. So um, we'll, we'll see what shapes up and transpires here uh, in the next four or five weeks of Brewers baseball. Um, you know what I actually right, just well, thought of out of the blue? Um, uh, I think after last season, uh, with as high as his stock was, Eric Kratz sort of just instantly retired and tried to get a job in broadcasting. Like that guy, he probably could have done it too. And I think here's the here's the funny thing. And this, I actually was reminded of this uh, earlier today. I I told one of our interns to retweet it. They sent out a CC Sabathia from the Yankees that posted a picture of his shoes that he was wearing for Players Weekend and. He wore, of course, a Yankees uniform, since he's a current Yankees pitcher, but he also wore one shoe. One of his cleats was red and white to uh, give props to the Indians, the team that drafted him and who he pitched for, of course, in the big leagues his first, I think, five seasons in the majors and won a Cy Young Award with. And then his other cleat was a tribute to the Milwaukee Brewers, who he pitched with for just a few months, of course, down the stretch uh, during the Brewers' wildcard winning uh, season in 2008. Um and you think about a guy like that, a guy who obviously a guy like CC is, a, you know, a, a Hall of Fame potentially level player who um, has had a long and storied career. But the fact remains, he still is a folk hero of Milwaukee, despite only pitching here from July to October one season. And I think a guy like Eric Kratz in his own weird way is also going to be forever remembered um, in Milwaukee years later, you know, a decade down the line. We're still going to be talking about Eric Kratz on some level. Um, in Milwaukee, when we think back to all the good moments that we had in 2018. Um, so I could definitely see a guy like Kratz coming back to Milwaukee if it's not as a broadcaster, maybe even as a as a minor league coach or a bench coach or, um, or if nothing else, a guy who comes back to the community to do things like autograph signings or whatever else. I think he's always going to have sort of a, a folk legend status um, in Milwaukee, much like CeCe did from 08. Yeah, no, there's a few guys that have that kind of, um, I guess, status. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, uh, Nigel Morgan, I think, definitely falls in that category. Yep. Uh, yep. And then there's there's other guys that maybe they didn't obviously have the playoff success or anything like that, but um, they were just guys that, like, uh, stood out, and you were like, yeah, these guys really represent Milwaukee. Um, I mean, well, like yeah, the guy, I was going to say, Scotty, a guy like Rob Deere, who was at the game yesterday, actually, in Milwaukee, and was talked about on the broadcast. I happened to be uh, still in Texas yesterday, um, yesterday being Sunday. Sorry, we're taping this on, on Monday. But uh, uh, driving from uh, San Antonio to Austin, and I had the Brewers game on the uh, the radio in the car um, through the MLB app. And Bob Uecker had seen Rob Deere and Deere was getting a standing ovation from the sections uh, as he walked past from the Lowe's level. And I mean, this is a guy who hasn't played for the Brewers since 1990, 1991, somewhere in there. And, and yeah. he really does fit that motif of what we were just talking about. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, actually, did you get to see him at all or no? No, I was just listening on the radio. I was, I was on a rural dirt road in Texas, honestly. Um, or not dirt, but, you know, a rural road to state highway in, in Texas. So, no, I just heard Uger talking about it on the radio. But he was saying that the sections in front of his broadcasting booth were all giving Deer uh, uh, an ovation and um, looked like Deer could still hit, <laughs> according to the to the Brewers broadcast team. So, Yeah, well, um, I, I don't know. To me, like, there's certain players that I know, I guess Rob Deer is one of them. Randy Johnson's one. John Cruck is one. Um, to me, those guys always have the mullet. They're always rocking it forever. <laughs> I don't care. I still picture it. Like when you see yeah, like, man. John Cruck, have- like, you know, doing whatever broadcasting he's doing now, like I see him on and I still like, I'm like, wait, is there a little 
is there a little wisp of hair back there? Like, I think. Yeah, and, and he does. Actually, I can, actually, I, can I can, I can vouch. Actually, John Krug does have a mullet still. In fact, I ran into him a couple of weeks ago in Philadelphia at a uh, Phillies White Sox game. So he is a Phillies broadcaster, and he happened to come out. It was the Phillies um, day where they honored uh, former Phillies, and so they had a bunch of guys there from the 09 Phillies team. Um, so got a chance to see Paul Bacco and a couple other guys that we're familiar with in Milwaukee. But uh, John Cruck was there as a broadcaster. So John Cruck, Larry Boa, Mike Schmidt, Steve Carlton were all back that day, and they retired Bobby Abreu's number, so they had a ceremony on the field with a bunch of these guys. Anyway, ran into Cruck, and he still has a mullet. So, uh, yeah, I, you're, you're exactly right. Fans there feel the same way about him as we do about Rob Deere or others in, uh, in, in Milwaukee. I think they, I think they cleaned him up though at some point, didn't they? Like, I don't know if it was well, I, Sam Sports Show or ESPN where they're like, hey, "We gotta go." Yeah, I think, like, I think ESPN tried, but I can guarantee, I can tell you uh, from firsthand knowledge now that he is back to his old ways, uh, being in Philadelphia. So he is running with that mullet again for all that he's worth. So uh, it's absolutely awesome. Like, I don't know why, but for some reason, like I just blinked, and instead of seeing John Cruck, I just saw Danny McBride from Eastbound and Down, like instead. <laughs> so, no, I mean, that's that's what we're going with it's awesome good yeah man the one great thing about the game of baseball is that uh it produces a lot of romantic personalities so i think that you're gonna find the history of the game littered with guys like that although going back to, to babe ruth and others who are just simply characters uh so yeah uh john crook rob deer both definitely fit in that category and um yeah and and, and again deer and Guys like Niger and, and CC and Eric Kratz are all going to be remembered in Milwaukee for many years to come. So yeah, uh, I will say thanks to Craig thanks to, I was going to say thanks to Chad Olson quick for the well yeah Craig Council I guess but no <laughs> not really he doesn't have a good mullet but well, no um, I just meant like to, folklore you know players like he's yeah okay Scott back. All right, all right. All right. All right. no no um, I didn't say his <laughs> last name was Olson but man well. Well, thanks to Chad uh, Olson for our, our our question this week, Chad from Milwaukee. But um, anything else, Scott, before we wrap up the show? Um, let's see. Did we talk about um, – well, we talked briefly, I guess. Jeremy Jeffers, hopefully back in about eight days. Yeah. Hopefully. Yep. And Yeah, and, uh, you know, Jeffers has had a rocky year uh, like a lot of these guys and one of the key reasons why the Brewers are not further over 500 than we are. So hopefully Jeremy can figure out what's going on and, and be healthy and productive in September. Um, oh, so that'd no. be a great arm to get back. You know, I got to ask Now I know that um, Jeffers has expressed obviously a strong interest in returning back to the Brewers next year, but um, I think he is still uh, a free agent at the end of this year, right? Like he doesn't have any, anything going on. Uh, I think he's still arb eligible for one more season, but I, I could be wrong about that. You got to, yeah, you got to ask the interns. I'm not, I'm not positive on that. He had lost some service time with some personal issues when he was in Texas uh, a couple of years ago, and I think that that cost him a year of uh, free agency. But I could be off on that. Um, but that is a question for our interns, and we can post the answer to that on social media if you don't have that handy. No, I'll just look it up. We can just here just talk about something else for like a minute, like thirty seconds. Um, I mean, uh, any other injuries or craziness? No, no. Uh, no, I don't think any other craziness. Uh, no, not at all. I, I think I think we're we we're all caught up on the injury news. Um. Okay. So no, it looks like uh, he's not. Um, he's not an unrestricted free agent until 2021. So you're absolutely right. Yeah. We'll get to see uh hopefully the Jeremy Jeffers of last year, next year, and this year. Well and 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 more than that, really quick, we could hopefully see the return of the Jeffers Canable, very successful back end of the road uh, the bullpen, and possibly with the addition of guys like Bobby Wall, who have also been injured all year this year and who I think was the reason why the Brewers traded Keon Broxton to the Mets, uh sort of the key name that we got back, who wasn't even able to yeah. appear in one game for the Brewers this season. So, um, Broxton, you know, by the way, going back, he's gotten a, he's gotten a real tour of the U.S. Uh, yeah, left here, heck of a year. 
heck of a year. Started the season with the Mets, went to the Orioles for a while. The Orioles uh, somehow have jettisoned Keon Broxton. He is now with the Seattle Mariners. And oddly enough, he is now playing in the same outfield again with Domingo Santana <laughs> in Seattle. So um, that is that is interesting. But, yeah, they're both playing outfield right now for Seattle. Hmm. Craziness. Um, always, man. Baseball. Love it. Love it, love it. Well, let's enjoy this stretch run here, Scott. We'll be back at you guys next week. Uh, with hopefully good news about the Brewers' uh, two series against division rivals uh, with St. Louis and Chicago, and hopefully joined by our colleagues Craig and uh, Chad. And thanks to those guys for all that they do for the show and uh, to our interns and to our anonymous source, Tom Carter, and our colleague, Tom Hodricourt, and our super fan, Vikram Paragankar. And uh, Chad Olson for the question today. Thanks to everybody for listening. We, we, we really appreciate your support. Give us a like and a follow uh, on all the mediums that we discussed earlier. Um, and keep sending those questions into Brew Crew Review Podcasts with an S at gmail.com. Yes, guys, thank you so much for all that fun stuff. By the way, uh, saw we got another five-star review. Absolutely awesome. Guys, it means so much to us, especially because there's, uh, you know, I mean, we're, we're kind of just sort of uh, getting our feet wet with this. Uh, finally getting it out everywhere. So definitely really, really appreciate it. Uh, those mean a ton to us. So uh, please keep up yep. the good work. And then, yeah, send us those questions because we're going to answer all of them over and over and over. Like absolutely love, uh, you know, hanging out with you guys and chatting you up on Twitter and talking baseball. Absolutely. And uh, we'll, we'll continue bringing some more player interviews. We've got a number of, of player interviews in the docket that we're going to get to at some point very soon. Um, been kind of busy with this season, uh, but we will get to that, uh, especially as the offseason progresses. But I know that we've um, thrown it out there, but we will definitely be having uh, former Brewers pitcher Seth McClung on one of our future podcasts. Uh, and former Brewers catcher Kevin Brown has also recently agreed to come on our podcast as well. Uh, so we're, we're going to get those uh, taped and out to you guys as soon as possible. So uh, thanks again for the listen, guys. And uh, I guess in the meantime, we'll hope for a good week of baseball and stay classy, Wisconsin, and go Brewers. Go Brewers! Dun, 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 dun.